0: Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a first-hand account of all things secondhand, resale, consignment, thrift, and sustainable because the future of fashion is nothing new. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am joined,
1: as, as ever, we are all inside by my bestie in the Westie on the opposite coast, Sarah Lane. Hey, Mare. I don't want to say it's advantageous because nothing really about right now is advantageous for anybody, but you and I have worked remotely on this show for I mean, a year now. So at least for our purposes, we had the foresight to figure out how to do this without being in the same room so we can keep the show going. And that's awesome.
0: Um, Thank you all for listening. I hope everyone is staying safe and staying at home. If you happen to, you know, have extra time or... Um, want to like vacuum every speck of dust in your house, like I've done or all some apples. You can listen to our entire backlog from April, 2019. So we're coming up on our, I guess we'll do like an anniversary. I don't know. It's a podcast anniversary, (laughs) but, um, let's start off with a quick treat of the week. It's a hard time. I hope everyone is treating themselves, whatever that might mean. In our case, and It Never Gets Old Land, that usually means snacks. Though I'll say I'm at the point of quarantine where I have dyed the ends of my hair pink. So that's my treat of the week. That's where I am Mentally doing okay, <laughs> but I was so afraid. So, Brag Better would love for all of you to read it and pre order it. And we'll do some promo on here because why the hell not? Was supposed to come out May 19th. It's now June 16th, 2020. It's a short, short delay. Had a lot of thought around it. And this is just better timing. I mean, there's no good timing right now, but pushing it out gives us a little more time and care. And I was so concerned for my book tour and all that stuff, like, that my hair looked a certain way. And then I just was sort of like, you know what? I want fun color hair. My hair is very dark. So if I do the ends, like, I can do this. I'm good at stuff like that. So I got Manic Panic. Shout out to, like, everyone's teenage hood slash it still slaps. Manic Panic, for those of you that don't know, is like a very famous New York-based bright hair color brand, like one of the OGs in dyeing your hair a million different colors. So I got their lifting kit and like bleached the shit
1: out of my ends and then dyed them pink. So that's my treat. I saw, haven't seen it in person, but I saw photos and it looks really good. Not that I I didn't believe in you, but when you said dyeing your ends pink, I was like, What's going on here? And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's really cute. It's like fringe for your ends. Thank you. Yeah, I always want fun
0: color hair. And your ends, you know, you're just going to cut off anyway. And I tend to be good at stuff like that. So it wasn't hard to do. You just have to keep a careful eye that it's an even line, which it isn't really. But it sort of looks even enough. So, I mean, literally, who's going to see me for the next two months? Um, (laughs) And I'll experiment with different colors. And so, so that's my fun treat. What are you treating yourself to, Sarah?
1: Well, you know, a few episodes episodes back you had mentioned how you there there was like the trend to not overdo it so people were baking themselves a single cookie and you had baked yourself a single cookie but you kind of had weird ingredients and some of it was maybe not ideal and so it was like edible but eh well i kind of went through the same thing but i actually had really good results So as many of us are doing, I've become a baker in my own mind. I don't really do a lot of baking, but I now have like 40 different kinds of flour. I have all purpose. I have baking. I have buckwheat. I have quinoa. I have, I don't know, something. Oh, I bulgur wheat. And I, I don't know what is happening, but I decided that I just need all these different kinds of wheat. So I decided to make cornbread the other night. Haven't had cornbread in years. Haven't made cornbread maybe ever. I made cornbread that called for just regular old plain all-purpose flour. I made it with half quinoa flour and half buckwheat flour, and I thought this is gonna be really weird, but why not? And then I realized, oh crap! I also don't have a, a cup of milk, but I have this Ripple milk, which is like a plant-based. It's pea, like made of not urine pea, but the plant pea-based protein milk, and my cornbread. It's one of those things like when people try soy milk or almond milk or whatever for the first time and you're like, huh, okay, it tastes different, but not bad. That's how my cornbread tasted. But that was right after it came out of the oven. And then it kind of settled in the fridge for a couple of days. And I thought, I really need to eat the rest of this or I have to throw it out. And it got better. My cornbread is like, enjoying its fourth day pretty hard. And I had some for breakfast this morning.
0: (laughs) We're at this point in the quarantine where Sarah and I,
1: neither of us are cooks at
0: all. Like at all. I say I assemble. I like can make three things. My moves are expanding. I feel like everyone's moves are expanding in quarantine or not, you know, up to you, whatever. But I guess we'll post recipes because of all of the different You know, microwave one single cookie recipe. I I think I found one that is the best. So we will post those so that you can, can treat yourselves. And if we can do it, you can really do it. Today, I want to get into some Corona related secondhand thoughts, ideas, updates news, what I think about secondhand Corona supplies, what I think about what it means for the secondhand market and secondhand buying and selling, and then some tips for you. So, you know, there's a lot of Corona everywhere. This is not about like serious medical advice. This is how it affects the secondhand market. So I recorded a mini episode right when Corona was really heating up about secondhand Corona supplies. And there's a lot swirling around whenever there's a need for something and you can't get it. I always look secondhand like that is always where you can find something you can't find anywhere else. And that is what I've staked a lot of um, my hunting on. But, you know, one thing we are in an emergency situation. This is not something that is fun, pleasant to be taken lightly. And You know, I had said that right when when Corona started to get really, really, you know, the news started to really pick up, I bought two one liter bottles of hand sanitizer on Poshmark. That is not really something you're supposed to do, but I knew it was sold out everywhere else and I did it. But I want to talk a little bit about what I'm seeing with secondhand Corona supplies. So price gouging is different from your wanting a Supreme limited edition sweatshirt. Um, a Supreme limited edition sweatshirt you can sell for over a retail price because it's hot and it's desired, but it is not a necessity. So what you're seeing and I'm watching Poshmark and other sites try to crack down on is people that are trying to price gouge things like Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, and 95 masks, you know, surgical masks, soap toilet paper. And that is a pretty, pretty wild thing to see, Sarah, I have to say. Like, it's it's pretty unprecedented.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to essential items, for example, in my house, I mean, toilet paper is, <laughs> it's never been more important. And I think about every square. But uh, there's a difference between, yeah, it is a hot commodity. Everybody wants this thing. It is very important for the health and safety of lots of people. And it's going to sell out really quick. But to know that and then hike up the price so that you make money off of the fact that it's still going to sell out really quick, that's where the gouging comes in. And that
0: is wrong and that is illegal. So I have been watching, as I do, anything secondhand. I'm fascinated in how this works. There's a whole other layer about the hand sanitizer, which is to say that you're technically not really supposed to put that stuff in the mail. If you've ever mailed something to someone, you have to sign something that says, like, they always ask you, does this contain perfume? And the reason why they're asking you that is because of the alcohol content, which is extremely flammable, not that easy to handle, and dangerous, and requires different and separate packaging. So that is Actually, one of the huge issues with hand sanitizer. Um, I made the choice to buy those leaders. You know, they weren't super over market, and I did it, and I knew that. That person was going to get flagged. I'm watching a lot of like sort of Poshmark and secondhand eBay to vigilanteism going on. I'm not sure if that's a word, but people shaming other people for listing hand sanitizer. And then I see it quickly being taken down because it violates Poshmark's rules, mostly because of the alcohol content. And then what's been really interesting to see too so, so with the hand sanitizer thing, again, I've talked a lot about an issue with fakes and when people want things, they're going to find any means to get them and make them. And get them into their paws and potentially make money on them. And so it's a game of whack a mole, and I check all the time to see. And I saw, like, you know, an eight ounce thing of hand sanitizer. Uh, I forget if it was on eBay or on Poshmark for like $200. And, you know, there are all these vigilantes around, like telling people and posting to like flag these things and let Poshmark know and report. And that's overtly wrong and not something that should happen. If you have extra products and you know, I personally think that you you need to deal with the different sites regulations, but if you want to sell them at retail value, that's fine with me or you can give them away or you can donate them. And I'm watching the same thing happen with the mask
1: frenzy. Sarah, did you do you have masks? I have a homemade mask mask. In the county that I live in, in California, masks are not required uh, when being out in public, but they are in other parts of California, L.A. County, for example, or L.A. City proper. It is now a thing that you have to have. You know, you're going to get fined, you're going to get in trouble, or you're going to get a lot of dirty looks otherwise. And it's a good idea anyway. My mom gave me this trick where it's like you fold up a handkerchief a certain way and then you use like hair ties to go around your ears. And it's very much a DIY mask that is not the kind of mask that's going to stop you from getting ill but as they say it helps stop you from spreading something even if you're asymptomatic so uh it's 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 mask everywhere now unless I'm you know in my own home and that's the deal is that so the CDC
0: has now recommended that everyone wear masks whereas they weren't doing that before but we're not so so if you had asked me what an N95 mask was like 5 minutes ago I mean what we're all dealing with and you know new vocabulary from social distancing to you know really deeply understanding what a ventilator is it's it's pretty scary and we're all in it together and dealing with it and I feel very very fortunate for a lot of reasons that I can stay at home and I have access to food so What's what I've been watching is the N95 mask. That is really not supposed to be used by consumers right now because there is a shortage. Lots of private companies and other wealthy individuals are working on getting those into the United States, but there are not enough N95 masks for everyone. And I am watching people sell them on Poshmark or eBay for a lot of money. That is not... Right. I don't know the exact laws around it. You know, this is like completely unprecedented. I've seen some people selling surgical masks, which again won't really protect you. The point of the mask is to help other people, and you actually don't need to buy one. Uh, again, I'm watching it, and one thing that I'm thinking about and I know is existing, and I'm starting to see in certain dark corners of the internet, is fake coronavirus supplies. So fake N95 masks, fake like other medical supplies, which is terrifying and I think will only proliferate.
1: Yeah, I think when it comes down to something like this, everything's moving so quickly. The Food and Drug Administration is trying really hard to push things through where, you know, testing a a new drug that might have worked for another condition that could work in a situation like this, under normal protocol takes years. And now uh, certain medical supplies and drugs and, and variety of services that health professionals have to adopt is all happening really quick. So there is already so much uncertainty with the public, all of us just trying to wrap our heads around what's going on, what are the real facts, You know, what do we do, how do we stay safe, how do we be responsible? So to introduce anything that is throwing that off To observe things the right way, not being correct or downright uh, nefarious in nature is just so disheartening.
0: And everyone's scared and a lot of people are using, you know, excuses to make a bunch of money. The N95 mask thing, like there were people selling that I saw, and again, it's a whack a mole. Like it'll get flagged on Poshmark, but some people are buying this stuff, Um, or eBay, or like Mercari or other places. I'm I just keep eye on all the and you know keep a tab on all this stuff. You know, someone will sell a box of ten N95 masks, which are the ones that actually do protect you and are needed by medical professionals. Um, and other, you know, essential workers and people whose lives are, you know, in overt danger. I'm seeing those sold for like a couple hundred dollars, whereas a pack of 10, I think is maybe 20 bucks. Maybe it's got I think it's even less than that. And so that is, that is wrong. I've been thinking a lot about other ways people are trying to make money right now. And I'm not defending people secondhand selling N95 masks at all, but there was someone who was selling them. And, you know, she was like, please don't flag my account. I lost my job and I'm just trying to break even on these that I bought. So there are a lot of layers to this. I think it is a huge conversation and something that we'll continue to see. And in my particular corner of the internet, which is the secondhand resale universe, it has now expanded into masks. The good news is you don't need to buy a mask. Uh, You can make one, as Sarah was saying. There are lots of tutorials. You need like two hair things and even a piece of cloth. They say certain fabrics are better than others. I know my dad was like cutting up some pillowcases, (laughs) Um, but everybody here is just trying to make it work. One thing I am seeing though, is if for some reason you're unable to make one, there are popping up everywhere, lots and lots of homemade masks, cotton masks that you can wash before you put them on, popping up all over Poshmark and Mercari and eBay. And that's really cool. If you want a fun design, um, if you want a fun fabric, all these people, because many people know how to sew and have time on their hands, are sewing face masks and you can get them. And I want one in like a cute print now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love the create creativity that I've seen with with folks' masks. And again, there are sometimes you know, sometimes someone will have like a scarf kinda of pulled up over the mouth and I'm like, Well, okay. If you had a cold, that is better than just not having anything, I suppose. But uh there are different levels of this. But listen, if you gotta wear something, something is better than nothing. And if it could be cute and if you can buy it from somebody who's put a lot of effort into it or at least a little bit of love, that's good.
0: Yeah, and I think that's – I'm going to start supporting some of those small makers on Poshmark or Etsy. A lot of fashion designers are doing it. You know, from a fashion standpoint, for a long time in places in Asia, it's standard etiquette to wear a face mask when you're sick. That's just something that people do and pollution-wise – Um, so I think that will just start to be adopted over time in the world and and some designers have done face masks they're not like medically sound but like streetwear ones there's a cool couple in my building and one of them I think is a fashion designer and they both have cool face masks I was like guys can you make me one like so one one of them he had a supreme I was like how do you have a supreme sewn face mask already and his husband is like a fashion designer and sewed it and then he the husband had like a easy Miyake one I was like okay what am I gonna take in my closet that I'm willing to sacrifice for a face mask that is like a cute designer object so it opens up like a whole new you know thing of self-expression like I would imagine like lipstick sales well I guess lipstick sales are rising because of zoom calls but you know you can't see your face you know your your mouth anymore but now you can express yourself in this new way and you know maybe you can have a little bit of fun in a really really shitty situation getting a good night's sleep is truly harder than ever in the times we're living in. And just in general, I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of time tossing and turning just thinking about my business and the podcast. Uh, And some of that has to do with how comfortable my bed is. There's a lot of bedding options these days, but I want to tell you about attitude. It's very in the spirit of It Never Gets Old, Women Founded, and Sustainable. Super soft, they're made of bamboo. Super breathable, if you get really sweaty at night, helps regulate your temperature. They're hypoallergenic, antimicrobial, but really exciting, this clean bamboo process recycles 98% of the water it uses. Every sheet set saves 3,031 gallons of water compared to traditional cotton sheets, free from harsh chemicals, vegan, organic the most sustainable bedding available. The packaging is eco-friendly. They don't only have sheets, super cute jammies and robes. And it never gets old listeners get a special discount of 20%. If you go to Etitude.com and enter the promo code INGO, you'll get 20% off of whatever you want. And hopefully you can snooze a little better. Again, that is Etitude.com. E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com. Use the promo code INGO for 20% off. Attitude. Get a better night's sleep. I want to segue into what I'm seeing when it comes to resale sites because people have been asking me and I've been monitoring it. So one thing that I've talked about is what's happening with staffing right now. So let's start with the real real and what I've seen. So, the Real Real right now has massive shipping delays, which means if you buy something, you might not get it until mid May. That is more than a month from when we're currently recording this. So, there are major, major delays there, just an FYI. I don't know yet as a consigner. I make money every month from them and they send me a check. They said there might be delays on that. I sure hope there are not because they can just cut a check and put it in the mail. But there is not a lot of staff at their warehouses for obvious reasons. So stuff is really delayed, especially big ticket items, because there aren't a lot of people to handle them.
1: I know that for many freelancers, and you can almost think of yourself when you're working with some of these platforms as you are the freelancer working with a large company and you give, give them inventory, they sell it and they, they give you the money that that you're owed. I have heard many reports of people freelancing in all sorts of industries of saying, Yeah, the big companies are now kind of using this as an excuse to not withhold pay necessarily forever, but certainly delay it, which is really screwing people over when, you know, a hundred dollars here and there, a thousand dollars actually means a lot. So I can see where the the ecosystem is just totally disrupted for a lot of people, especially the deeper you get into getting stuff in getting stuff out you're part of the system you've got a routine that is financially motivated it really sucks when all of a sudden it grinds to a halt
0: yeah and i've been watching with my consignments a slowing down of them being inventoried and put on the site and a slowdown of my stuff they're not taking getting sent back to me and i'm it it remains to be seen how this will affect the real real because one of their selling points is they're one of the only people that houses it all themselves and deals with it but if they can't deal with it then it kind Kind of defeats the purpose. On Poshmark, they have authentication over $500, but I've been telling people to keep it under, and I'll tell, you know, never gets old listeners, people are you, hello, to keep it under $500. Normally, I would say you want that over $500 mark, which means that it will get authenticated, but nobody is currently in those offices doing the authentication, um, and I don't know when exactly they will be back. So if you're selling something and you want to get paid, since if you buy something that's over 500 hundred dollars on Poshmark you actually don't directly mail it to another person you send it to Poshmark and since there's nobody there you know nobody's at home um or you know at their offices at their desks that means that the delays could be infinite and you won't get paid and conversely if you're buying something you won't get your object so you need to be super super careful because we talk a lot about fakes and that's one reason why i encourage people to keep things over five hundred dollars and just be really smart and do a lot of googling and you can listen to lots of past episodes about signalers for fakes but it's actually a time to bring it under under five hundred dollars With Vistaire Collective, which I just refuse to pronounce correctly, they are no longer shipping to the United States, only within Europe. Let's see who else. Mercari still seems to be fine because that's peer-to-peer. TradeZ, peer-to-peer. And a lot of these sites are also doing massive sales right now because another thing I want to talk about is, is this the best time to buy big ticket items? It might be. So we're all in a shitty, unsure situation, but half of the premise of these brands, luxury or not, is the idea that we can like wear them outside and that has been taken away. So if there are designer or big ticket or things you really want um, and you can do it, we're all like, don't put yourself into debt. Don't hyperextend. Like we're all in really precarious situations. Many, many, many of them financially, we're all in this together. However, I am watching all
1: the prices drop, 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 drop. I have as a avid purchaser of second-hand items. I'm still not on the selling chain, but we're going to get there, you know, slowly but surely. I cannot tell you how many times over the last several weeks, just, you know, since since we've all really just gotten settled into into our homes that I'm like, "Ah, you know, I'll I'll hang out on Z or, or Up or there's always Poshmark. Poshmark is always doing its little party sales. And so they suck me in with their notifications, but I'll be like, well, maybe I should buy another pair of fancy sweatpants. Cause that's something that I'll use. And I'm like, <laughs> but come on, Sarah, like that's crazy. You know, you're not hopefully going to be inside for the rest of your life, but then the stuff that I actually do want. Yeah. It's the same thing where I'm like, well, but when am I going to wear that? I don't know when, I mean, hopefully eventually, But it feels like a really weird purchase right now. And so I can't imagine that people are feeling much differently than me because, no, I don't want to be in my pajamas all day. I want to get dressed. I want to take a shower. I want to feel like a human. But everything is so strange that the things that I would want and, you know, I don't always just want a pair of shoes because they're cute. I mean, I'm going to buy shoes that I like, but it's because I need them. Right now, I almost don't need shoes.
0: Yeah. So a lot of categories, shoes, sunglasses, jackets, stuff that really requires you being outside. The prices are dipping so low. Handbags too. Like this is the time if you can, everything's getting really low. People need to sell stuff and people aren't going outside. I mean, half, half, the, half the like sell of this is that you can like stunt on people with your cute outfits. I'm like, I'm stunting into the living room personally because getting <laughs> dressed for me makes me feel good and makes me feel like a person. And I've worked for myself for a long time and worked from home partly for long enough to know that I need to get dressed. But a lot of people are not. So, yeah, I would imagine a lot of the athleisure, those brands are doing okay. Uh, none of the, I've looked at all the different categories. Nobody's doing great, but shoes right now are really inexpensive. And if there's a purse you've really been looking at, the prices are absolutely dropping. And that's true across retail in general. I mean, I'm watching brands that barely have sales on Black Friday, period, uh, starting to reduce their prices. So people have asked me, I got a DM asking about the morality of buying, you know, in a time like this and taking advantage of other people being unsure and dropping their prices and whatnot. And I think that it is you know, important to give those people your money, even if it's not as much money as they would have had or made previously. And, you know, for me, it's an outlet. I think everyone has has their own opinion on it. But this specific listener asked me also, you know, I feel bad asking this person to then go outside and mail something, which was something I hadn't thought about as much. I am in a building where Um, I can give it directly to like, I can print, I have my printer that I think is magic and I print out my labels that I sell and I actually, it's contactless. And I think a lot of this will only become more contactless. So don't, if you're trying to sell things, like make it so that you go to the post office all the time, um, and be, be smart about it. But when it comes to selling, I mean, I'm putting a bunch of stuff up there right now. I would tell any listener not to sell, Anything too, too high value right now that you can hold on to if you're in a position to, if not do it, get that money. Um, But, you know, the the converse, actually inverse or converse, I don't know that I I learned that long ago and lost it long ago. But the point is, you're not going to get as high or as much as you would for trendy items or things that people really want other people to see right now. So if you're selling basics like staples, fine. I saw that there was like a run on people are buying tops, but not bottoms because everyone's in a a video conference. So (laughs) something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah. For the first time, like guess a bathing suit, probably not going to have too many Zoom meetings in your bathing suit but it always bugged me when something that was clearly part of a set was only sold by itself or had the option to be sold by itself where I'm like but that's crazy then you are just gonna have one and not the other but here you go our use case has has risen
0: yeah and actually something incredible that I saw on Poshmark was that there's someone who I believe uh, she's an amputee and has one leg and I'm not sure what she does about footwear but she has the most amazing shoe collection but she only sells one of them at a time which is an extremely unique like niche niche conundrum but she had a great the row boot singular that I wanted and I was like oh okay I don't know how you got only one but maybe it's the other one or whatever but you know everybody maybe we'll just get down to selling really
1: just pieces of things I don't know it's it's a pretty wild time I count myself to be in a very lucky position of working from home. I work from home almost all of the time, do very little traveling. So my job hasn't changed all that much. And that is not the case for a lot of people. I mean, we are seeing hopefully temporary, but I have to imagine there are a lot of people being like, you know, I might not want to sell this if if life was a little bit rosier right now, but this is going to help me. And we've talked about on a previous episode, yeah, how do you handle that feeling of, well, you know, do I am I taking advantage of somebody who's in a bad place? It is case by case. There are good deals to be had. And in many cases, this is something that someone needs and you are helping. Absolutely. And if I've learned anything about secondhand and being able to find anything, you can find it
0: again. There have been situations where I've sold stuff and then regretted it and bought it later. (laughs) Like several years later, obviously not the same object, I don't think, but you can always find it again and you can always buy it again. Everything you can find again. And I promise you that. The last topic I want to get to in Secondhand in the Time of Corona is lots of questions around cleaning. Are we wiping down boxes? Uh, If you get secondhand objects from people, like what is the deal with transmission of the virus? I will give a big disclaimer. I'm not a virologist. I am not a doctor. I'm not a health professional. Please seek guidelines of the CDC before you handle any of these materials. So I've decided, you know, you do what you can do. you be very safe. I've been self-quarantined for literally four weeks at this point. I have touched the elevator buttons in my building with my knees for a solid month. And I am kind of wiping down packages, but not, I- I'm just sort of, if I get Corona from a surface, which is a much smaller, smaller chance, I've personally decided that I'm willing to take my chances. Um, and that is a deeply personal choice. They do think that it lives on a cardboard. You can wipe down your box. Uh, when I get secondhand stuff, I usually put it right in the washer anyway, which will kill all the germs. The key thing here is soap. Uh, you can take a wipe and wipe the stuff down and, you know, just handle all of that with care. And I would say use use your best judgment.
1: I had this very situation and it, I I kind of thought about, OK, how am I going to do this? I had bought a pair of jeans on Poshmark. They were orange and I was like... You know, it was one of my moments of weakness a few days ago. And I was like, what about orange pants? Definitely don't have any. Okay, let's do it. Because I knew that the style and everything else I already liked. But it came and it was one of those cute packages where the person who packed them up to give them to a delivery person to deliver to me. So many hands have touched it by the time I got to it. They packed up real cute. You know, it was cute wrapping. There's a nice little note. And as I'm opening it, kind of halfway through me opening it like it was Christmas, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of didn't even think about this. I'm standing in my living room. I could have done all of this in the garage and thrown all that packaging stuff into the garbage bin outside of my house while wearing gloves But I was just so excited about it. I just had a momentary lapse. And then it was kind of too late. Of course, I washed my hands. You know, the pants are getting washed because even though they smelled like fresh laundry, you know, I'm just going to do that because that's what I do with new things, new to me. But at the same time, I just, I wanted to kick myself because I was being too lax. I wasn't being too lax because I didn't care. I just didn't think. Listen, you have to use your own judgment. I
0: when I'm getting boxes, I'm not wiping down the outside. I'm like opening them and kind of leaving them outside my door and then like hosing down the contents. But I'm still buying secondhand objects. I'm still selling my stuff. You should be sort of washing it. Some of this stuff anyway um, you know if you go back to our very 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 first episode which is something I want to repeat with more time and intensity is is secondhand gross um, that has taken on a whole whole new meaning because you know we're worried about everything now um, and I just hope we still start you know still send those cards or I don't know put in a little sticker or I don't know what's one thing I love about the consumer to consumer selling no matter what platform you're using is that it allows people to get creative I put stickers on the boxes that I send and even if you're only stunting into your living room like i hope you can find a sliver of joy in this in this dark time um but tell us what you're buying or not or selling or not and what you think of you know all of these different questions and conundrums that we've discussed and you know what if you want to buy a new purse to wear to the couch Uh, I fully support that and I want to see all of your outfits or your fancy sweatpants and we love you very much. You can find us online at ingopodcast.com. There you'll learn more about me, your host, Meredith Feynman, my producer, Sarah Lane, as well as more information and links on the podcast. You can find us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at INGO podcast. Feel free to slide into the DMs, also at Meredith Feynman, you know, for questions, queries, episode ideas, uh, love notes, hate notes, not too many hate notes. And you can always email us at hello at ingopodcast.com. Stay inside, wear your homemade face mask, and we'll see you soon.